Vavabasra, Perik Yud, Mishnah Dalet, 10-4, and like the previous mission, we're talking about who um, has to be present, give consent, and also pay for contracts. This mission, we'll talk about scenarios where they both parties have to be present. And first we say, Ein kosvin shitre erusin vinesuin elamadash neam. You can't write a star for an erusin or an erusin unless uh, both parties agree. So this is an essay, what you think. The shtari erusin is referring to what what we would basically call tanayim. That is to say, before the couple gets married, erusin, of course, being the first part of marriage, the, the kedushin. So the two parties, let's call it the father of the bride and the, and the groom, they come to economic agreements. Who's going to pay for what? Who's going to provide what? So those those terms, of course, benefit and obligate both parties, and therefore it can't be written unless both parties are present. As for the shtar nesuin, that's really referring to what we call the ksuba. Okay, again, that's like the marriage contract, if you will, where the husband provides certain guarantees for the wife. Of course, she also has obligations of marriage, but primarily, of course, it's him providing for her and assuring her that he will protect her and provide for her in his death and divorce and that kind of thing. Um, so, in any case, since both parties are being obligated by these contracts, so therefore you need das shneham. Both parties need to consent for the witnesses to sign what the sofer is writing. And the person who should pay in both scenarios is the bridegroom, the chasan, the man. Why? Because who's doing the kinyan here? The kinyan is happening by the man, right? The isha nikness, the woman's isha's rights are being acquired. The person doing the acquiring is the husband. And like I said in the previous Mishnah, the Torah's view is whoever's doing the acquiring, he's the primary beneficiary, so he should pay for the contract. Next is the Mishnah. These are contracts that are basically are providing for someone to be a a, a, a tenant on property. Arisus is that the tenant is basically a, sh- a sharecropper. He agreed to give like a third or a quarter or a half of the produce to the landlord, but the point is he becomes a tenant. And the Kablanos could refer, typically refers to a choker. He's agreeing to give, you know, 10 bushels of wheat a year for his rent. He'd also be giving just $10,000 a year of rent. It doesn't make a difference. The point is, in both these cases, there's a deal between the landlord who owns the land and the tenant who's going to work the land and pay some kind of compensation in exchange for being able to live in the land. And therefore, since that's a contract which gives both people rights and obligations, the landlord and the tenant, Elamadash name you both to agree to it. Who should pay for the contract? Drafting, the answer is the tenant. Okay, it says Hamakabel, he's the one who's living on the land. Don't be confused. The Makabel also would include the Aris. It means whoever's receiving the land to live on it, he is the primary beneficiary. He's getting something, land to live on, and therefore he should pay for the contract. Says the mission next, Ein Kosfin Shitri Berun Bezden This is a little more confusing than you might think. So the Shtar Beirun, that we're talking about here, Shitri Beirun, the Shtar Beirun could mean one of two separate things, totally unrelated. The basic, typical case of a, of a Shtar Beirun is that you are, when two people are fighting over, over whatever, they're fighting who owes who money, so how would they choose what Bezin to go to if they can't agree on a Bezin? So this thing called Zabla, Ze Borlo Echad, Reuven chooses one Dayan, and Zebor Echad, and Shimon chooses his own Dayan, and then the two Dayanim choose a third Dayan, and between the three of them, those three Dayanim, that's the Bezin that will try the case. So this Shtar Beirun is this commitment uh, by each of the parties who they're choosing, and the commitment to be bound by this Bezin of three that will be selected you know, by the two that they chose, plus the third person that their two choices choose. Um, so to be bound by that is called the Shtar Beirun, and they have to write it 
um, but both consent, of course, because both are obligated by the contract. And of course, the, you will see in a second, they both have to pay so they benefit equally. The other type of star biru is totally unrelated. It's to mivar their tainas. When the bezin is convening, there could be a request that both litigants write down their tainas, their claims, and submit those claims in writing to the bezin. Lahalacha, the mission doesn't reflect this, but lahalacha, you can't force people to agree to this um, under normal circumstances, because once you've written down your taina, you're stuck. You're not allowed to change your taina. If it's verbal, you could. So therefore, normally people can't be insisted upon writing and putting it in writing. In any case, our mission is saying once you're putting it in writing, so since both people's taina have been put on it, they're both benefiting, they both, the, both have to be present, they both have to um, pay equally. So this is the Mishnah. That's that. And the Masa Bez, and these are other things, like, you know, when the Bezin says that, you know, Reuven didn't fill his obligation, now Shimon, uh, Reuven can now, sorry, Shimon can now, like, confiscate something, or whatever it is. These kinds of things, um, you know, the 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 Shitre, like, called Chaltata, and uh, Adrachta, these kind of things, that, you know, the, when the courts are enforcing something. So again, um, you, if, if, uh, if it's going to be um, one against other, both need to be aware of it, and therefore you need to have consent of both of them. Ushneim nos and sechar says the mission they both pay for it equally. This is really going back to the first part about the shtar beru, and where both are agreeing to bezdin, or both are agreeing um, putting their tanas on paper. They're both benefiting; they both pay. Of course, if there's a contract which is you know obligating one person to have entitling one person to say you know confiscate something from the other person, so the the person who's getting confiscated from doesn't have to pay for that. Now. The last part of the Mishnah is talking about, it's hard to follow because it's not in the words, but um, on the second definition of Ishtar Birur, where the litigants are putting their claims in writing. So the Chacham hold listen, they, the cheapest way to do it is for have to give one sofa and write, you know, he sits down once and writes both claims on a single piece of paper. The problem is that's to, potentially to each litigant's disadvantage because now each one, like, you know, I had a plan on what I was going to do in Bezin. Now I've written my plan out on a piece of paper. So the guy who I'm suing can now know what my claims are and he can prepare himself ahead of time. So a person might want to not do that. A person might want to say, listen, I don't want to, I want two separate sheets of paper so I can keep my claims secretive. Um, but that, of course, would cost more money because you have to have two contracts, essentially. So it costs more. So Rabbi Shimon Gamil, Omer Shnehem Kosvin Shnaim. Rabbi Shimon Gamil says, yeah, that's fine. Each person will write his own set of claims down in his star bureau and it'll cost a little more but so what each person writes his own doesn't need consent from the other person and he'll pay for his own in full the Chacham say no it's not fair because it's going to make the the defendant I'll call him have to pay more so you can say listen I don't want to pay more I'm prepared to share a contract you can't force me to take up more expenses and have a separate lawyer drive a separate contract I don't do it a cheaper way and um, the Allah so to speak it's not like Rabbi Shimon Galil, meaning, meaning that if they're going to do it, they have to do it in one single contract to save the money. But halacha lamais lamais is you, in normal circumstances, can't force your your the other litigant in the in the in the suit to write down his claims in the first place because that's really putting him at an unfair disadvantage. But if you would agree to write it down, then you guys then you they could be forced to write them down together and share the costs equally at the minimum expense to both of them.